0: i <laughs>
1: Have youth in this church, hope he's not held as I'm saying. Praise the Lord! If you know that you know that you are a youth, come and jump on your feet and shout out. Oh,
0: glory, glory.
1: Praise to yes. God. Yes. Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord, Church. Now today we know that um, it's Youth Sunday, but um, I know everyone, every one of us, will be expecting a drama or something. <laughs> but today we want to celebrate our own mommy and daddy in the house. So if you're glad. <laughs> Celebrate them! Come and join your hands together. Praise the Lord! Now they've been here for twelve years, and many of us we know pastors who always be here, but today we want to dig more, more like digging deep. We want to know our pastor more, and our mommy more. So, how many of you are ready to know them more? (laughs) So, the best. That is not me. It's, um but I just want us to read the scripture. Jeremiah three fifteen. It says, I will give you leaders after my own heart. So, mommy and daddy, we thank God for God giving you to us because we know that um, we've been so blessed, richly blessed in this church. And it says he says it will guide you with knowledge and understanding. If this is true, can I see your hand? When we are talking about the word, how many of us understand this? Twale. come on, do that to our pastor, Pastor Twali. <laughs> to God, our our dad is very humble, you know. <laughs> and mommy too. Did they mommy pushed? I saw angels, but I told her. Who said, mm, I'm not lying? In the spirit, you see, you, maybe you were not in the spirit. I was actually in the spirit and I saw the angel. So you're not in the spirit when she was preaching. Mommy, thank you very much. Daddy, we love you. Thank you for all these years, for the sacrifices of preaching because we know that it's not easy. You know, every Monday, Tuesday, you take your Bible, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. What do you want us to hear? What do you want your people to hear? And so many people coming with challenges and problems. You are always there. Eshesa. Eshema. So please, I want to welcome Brother Shim, the billionaire of Lagos. Of Lagos. Of Lagos. How many millions are you going to give me for this? Hundred. Hundred million. It's okay. I will manage.
2: <laughs> Praise the Lord. So today is uh, Pastor's Appreciation Service. We want to appreciate our pastor. So like Sister Yutune said, the journey started 12 years ago. For many of us here, we don't know the story, but some just a few. So you know then. This altar used to be here. So when we sit, we face like this. So that Sunday, I was not supposed to be in church. I was, because I've not been in church for a while. So then I used to be in drama. Our drama team then was so vibrant. So, so that moment I just left, I left the house. I, hired, I had one guinea brocade then. Oh my God. Did you see that green, it was green green. I I can't forget. (laughs) So I hired I was, "Ah, I'm going to church. So I came. Where pastor is sitting now used to be my seat. Then because there was an entrance here where the speaker is, there used to be a door. So I come in from this door, I sit here. Permanent seat. So where the technical control room is now used to be where the ministers used to sit back then. So so, when I came in, I mean, I heard some of the workers started talking. Ah, they said they are changing our pastor. Our former pastor then, his name was Pastor Ademola Adishina. So, ah, that they are bringing a new pastor. And some of them decided saying, ah, we don't want a new pastor. Why can they bring a new pastor? Ah, we, we, want, uh, we want Pastor Ademola to stay here. You know, people started talking. Because I was not a full worker. I was maybe like volunteering there. So, as you were just saying, I was like, eh, ah. Was my own. <laughs> so that goes so that come because where I was coming from, my parish back then in the Badon. It was like every two two years that they change pastors. So I uh, I was used to it. Before you say Jack Robinson they carry the pastor. Before you say you are close to this pastor they've... so when they were all showing that emotion and sentiment I was like ah this thing is not new now. Maybe it's legal or so but where I come from <laughs> they change pastors anyhow. So lo and behold I sat there, I didn't even, I was not expecting it. So that morning, I can't really remember how it happened, but the details that I remember, I will tell you. Pastor was looking so sharp, dapper, so handsome. You know, he, he wore a black jacket, a black tie, and a white shirt. Black pants, black shoe. It was not this chubby. It was not this chubby. It was still a little bit uh, slim at then. But he was looking so smart. Like, ah! Six packs was there. Thank you. There was, ah! <laughs> so, I can't remember who introduced him. Maybe it was Pastor Fermi, I can't remember, but somebody introduced him and said, ah, our new pastor is here. His name is Pastor Conrad Meme. So Pastor, from that technical, he we was we sitting there. So he just... He stood up, and he was just bouncing. So I was like, ah, who is this person? And then he collected the microphone, and the first thing he said was that, good morning, church. My name is Conrad Meme." And I, I fell in love with him instantly. It was love at first sight.
3: And that was it.
2: That was it. Was, it was fantastic. It was amazing. It was so... And I just could not understand why the sentiment was. So after the introduction, you know, we now got to know the pastor. And then some of the people, they were now saying, Ah, so when, when they introduced pastor, because his name, is, his name is English. So people were like, Ah, it's not even Yoruba. He's How can they bring Ibu man here? people said a lot of things, you know, there were so many complaints that ah, we don't want this one, no, ah, we don't want this person, no. I was my own? <laughs> if they say I should do drama, me, I'll do it. <laughs> Nothing consigned me. <laughs> so we're just enjoying the flow and then gradually, all of the people who complained fell in love with pastor. It didn't take three months. All of them, all the people who said, ah, we don't want this person, no, they're now started saying, ah, man, this man, Ah, this man is solid, though. The word, you know, we had, and then, pastor used to encourage us, because I don't come for fresh anointing, workers' meeting I don't come. We usually come maybe like ten minutes before the service. Myself and the rest of the drama team, then we just enter church. So one morning we were all here, and then we're about to start the service. Momiji just came. and said, why are you all outside? I said, I I'm a volunteer worker. <laughs> that all these rules cannot apply to me and the rest of these guys. She now said, well, you are right. But if you want God to do more in your life, if you don't want God to volunteer to do things for you, stop volunteering and do it full time and that was it the following sunday it came 7 a.m i see what my native oh that my guinea ah I, I see what it in the morning so they, they didn't chase me but i was just there and then the first set of workers training i was part of it myself sunday on Male, were many then hello td a lot of us and it's been a fantastic journey So, far, so 12 years, and you are still here. So, Pastor, Mommy, thank you. Thank you so much for what you've done for us. Our lives have been better for it, and I'm sure we all can testify to it. More will come. More of this will come in the next few weeks. But for now, please, Pastor, Mommy, I want you to come and sit here. Because we have some special questions that we want to ask you today. So, please... Yes, sir. You know, being a pastor is a very is a difficult responsibility. It's not something that a lot of people do like I've heard became pastor without them even knowing it they didn't plan to become pastors a lot of people, a lot of pastors we see today never set out to say I want to be a pastor and another thing I've realized is that most of the people who didn't set out to become pastors who now became pastors actually are the ones doing it exceptionally well because it is the spirit of God leading them so pastor, I want to ask you this question sir this is for every one of us, because life is, young people are overwhelmed with life, and it is always good to learn from those who have gone ahead, so I want to ask that, have you at any time in your journey ever experienced failure, purpose and destiny-shattering failure, and if you have can you please share this experience with us and how you overcame
3: praise the lord one thing about being in the spotlight is even if you have the answers sometimes the answers will fly away and i don't know if there's anybody who has ever been to an examination hall and when you just open the question paper you begin to wonder did I read or did I not read? Okay? Ah, if I've experienced failure, failure purpose-shattering failure in my life. Oh yes. Oh yes, um, So many times, in the secular life and in ministry. In secular life, first of all, um, there was a time I was working in a company in Obanikuru, years back. I don't know whether we had gotten married then or we were just about to get married. Well, what happened, you want to know. Um, And um, something came up in the organization uh, I introduced to the organization a friend who was a telecoms expert and the company embraced him. It was a major project then, it was called Rural Te- rural Telephony. Uh, that was in the, in the 1996s and 70s, 1997, 1996, thereabouts. So I introduced him to the company, the guy was very knowledgeable. And my boss then had the project. It was a multi naira project because he was working then with the DG of PTF, Petroleum Trust Fund, which was a major thing. The power the PTF director had then was equal to the power of six ministers put together. So he, the friend I introduced, became the project manager. And the project was to begin from Abuja. And um, so when he was given the contract to start the project in abuja he told my boss that he wants me to be a part of the project he wants me to work with him and uh, because the prospects were so high the money was so much i was going to be i didn't have an official car then i was going to be given an official car and because he's my friend he was going to pay me handsomely in a way at the back of my mind he was paying me back for the favor i had done him without praying i accepted without praying i accepted only for me to eventually go to abuja to join him that was the beginning of trouble i found out that sometimes people you think you know you don't know them until you are boxed inside a room with them until you have things to do with money One day passed, one week passed, two weeks passed, one month passed. It was obvious that I didn't fit into that job, and he had no plans for me. And that was how the whole thing ended. I had to come back to Lagos. Now, when he told my boss and asked my boss for me to come with him, my boss was confident that I would say no, Ah. because he felt my loyalty was with him. Meanwhile, my considerations were different. And like I said, I did not pray about it. And when the whole thing scattered, I mean, it's a long story, scattered, scattered. And I had to come back to Lagos. I had nowhere to go. Because I couldn't, I went back to the boss, but obviously for him was like, this serves you right. You failed me, you disappointed me and all that. So that was a dead end for me. We had fixed our wedding at that time. I had no job. She also had left her job at that time too. She was working in the finance industry. That was the time banks were getting distressed. She was in Pinnacle Bank. The bank got distressed, and she was looking for something. Imagine you fixing a date for your wedding and everything, and the person who's getting married, no job. The bride, no job i recall then going to my eldest sister eldest sister she was working in chevron then half sister and uh, the date was about a month to go nothing much had happened and i said to her our wedding is just around the corner and she said so how much have you got and i looked at him and i said nothing (laughs) she looked at me and said are you serious Are you serious? I mean serious. Are you serious? I said, nothing. I said, you must be joking. I left that place crying. Because there was no job. There was no prospect of a job. And to cut the long story short, that is not the question you ask, though. We had the best wedding, I would say, in Lagos. Food was surplus. People carried food home. We didn't know where it came from. People carried. Have you ever gone to a wedding and people are taking food away? (laughs) People took food away. We had our wedding on a Tuesday because we didn't want guests. There was no money. We didn't want guests, so we put it on Tuesday so that people would say, "Ah, sorry, Um, work. I couldn't come." The gathering we had in our wedding was unbelievable. People left work just to grace the occasion people we went to school with, people we didn't invite. Oh, we heard you were getting married, so we decided to come. And um, so talking about failure, I've seen failure, and I've seen God deliver somebody from failure. Praise the Lord. Ministry-wise, ministry-wise, we were in that church in Obanikoro, and um, things were not going well very well a lot of things were happening that wasn't right i don't know whether it's right for me to go into it or not but things were not going right uh you know when ah, is it right for me to say this things were not going right things were not going right just trust me and um i could not stand it and we had to step aside and that's a good lesson for us to learn. so we started attending a church We started attending a church. Yes. We started attending a church regularly. And guess what? I think I've shared this with the workers. Every Sunday we went to church. Something happened. We go to church this Sunday, we are going home and we are climbing the bridge. The car will quench. Next Sunday, church closes we are going home. The path everybody is following you know, everybody is following. We will pass that path. Something will hook our exhaust and tear it. Or about four times or five times. And then I said to my wife, God is speaking to us. You know like Balaam. Balaam. God was talking to Balaam. He wasn't hearing. When it happened about the fourth or fifth time, I said to my wife, God is speaking to us. We have to go back. Now, when it happened that last Sunday, before the next Sunday, just to confirm what God was doing, the area pastor called me and said he wanted to see me. Femi Atuyev, how many of you know him? called me and said he wanted to see me. And I went. He said, he learned that I had left the parish. I said, yes, sir. He said, did God ask you to do that? I said, well, things were not going right and all that. He said, because things are not going right. Is that why you left? Without God asking you to? By this time, don't forget, the conviction had come because several things were happening to us whenever we went to church. So he said, I want you to do this thing. Go back to your pastor and tell him you are sorry. It didn't make sense to me. He was on who was doing a lot of things wrong, things that were extra ministerial. Let me put it that way. Why would he say, I should go back? He said, go back and say you are sorry and stay under him. And I went back. I apologized, apologized for myself on behalf of my wife and we continued And one Sunday. One Sunday, just like church like this. And the pastor picked up the microphone and said, We know in within Christian Church of God we have to establish parishes. Parishes must be started and all that. I no idea of what was going on. And you know for us to start parishes, we must give our best out to start parishes. So, Conrad come, Joy come, kneel down, stretch up your hands, everybody. Pray for them because they are going to start a parish that was the first time i was hearing that we had no prior discussion no prior conversation and when we rose up from that period my own was okay when they were praying when they finished i'm going to tell him that forget it too. i know you have prayed but maybe you have prayed for future to come not now so we stepped down the first thing that happened you see god works in mysterious ways one lady the head of our prayer marched to me and said if you are going i will go with you so me that was wanting to go to the pastor to say you have done your own but me i'm staying put for me was uh, support from somebody i didn't ask for and it was a lady i had a lot of respect for so that held me back from going back to him service finished Another guy is in the UK now, Femi Ashobo, came to me and said, if you are going, please, if pastor asks you who will go with you, tell him I will go with you. He was one of the major financiers in the church then. So for me, that did it. I have the head of prayer. I have the, one of the major financiers in the church. God is with us. And that is how we entered the journey and the process of ministry began for us and
2: this is where we are (laughs) okay (laughs) mommy I want to ask you a question ma I know a lot of women a lot of wives have said that they never planned to be pastor's wife that it was never part of their dream it was never part of their plan so I want to ask ma pastor's assignment how has it shaped your life? Has it altered your plans or has it shaped it in a way that you're saying, thank you God for allowing this to happen this way?
4: Praise the Lord. <laughs> Truthfully. <laughs> I won't say it's uh, something I looked forward to. Because I've always had a controversial personality. Being pastor's wife did not change who I was or who I was then. And um, we're just married. The place they sent us to had some, in the neighborhood had elderly people who says this young girl. My pastor's wife, Lai And it was so controversial that it was going to scatter the church. Then pastor used to ask me, what did you do to them? I said, I don't know. He said, do you know? I said, okay, do me a favor. Let's go to them to find out. So I remember very well, we went to one of them. How are you? You know, you and Sister Joy, and they had nothing against me. Just that their person just didn't accept me. And then I had children. I, the whole thing was just scattering my head. And I had always had focus on God. I, pastor's wife was not something that they needed lifted me up or it, it didn't mean anything to me then I was ordained when I got married we, we, they said we should come and be ordained so I was ordained a deaconess that's 24 years ago and it, 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 didn't, it, it didn't change anything so I said no all this name is not it and because I had that attitude I helped pastor also from wanting to be an AP, a full pastor. We were just, we became very nonchalant about it. So if the people here fast forward, it made me to become a backbencher. I'm sure if people can remember very well, when we started here, I used to sit behind. I used to sit behind I remember one woman came to ask me that the first time I wore a gown, she came to ask me that. She thought I used to wear very long flowing gown because I had issue with my leg. I came here, I said, let me not be the controversial sister Joy. I covered my leg. I used to wear beret, double beret. In fact, if there were three, I would just wear three. Let just let me not just be an issue for discussion for pastor. So I, after some time, God made me have some. I have some very good friends here who took me for who I was, then accepted me for who I am. And realized that life is too simple. And we moved on. And after that, I said wearing gown. So okay, these people, they are not like that. They don't care whether you wear gown or you don't wear gown. And I and here I am today. So it hasn't been a very, very good journey. But God is always there.
2: Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor, I want to ask Sir. Uh, you know, for a lot of young people, when we try a lot of things and it doesn't work out, we get discouraged. And for a lot of us that are struggling to to measure up in life, there's tendency of us giving up, you know, losing steam and burning out. So I want to ask Sir, uh, have you ever gotten to a point of giving up? Whether in life, in ministry, in marriage, and how did you scale through? How did you survive it, sir?
3: A very, very big yes. (laughs) A very big yes. If there's anything more than capital yes, I would say yes. Um, There was a time in my life When there have been several times, and this is one of the times, uh, things was not going well. So one of my friends that we went to law school together, he had um, a Peugeot 504 that the father gave to him that he was using. So me and him oftentimes will hop into the car, hustle, come back, uh the car will break down on the road or somehow will manage to get it get to our destinations and get back home you know for you to understand the struggle then was when that my friend eventually gave up that car he started adding weight (laughs) you know when you are using a car and and you are going lean and going lean every day the headache that the car is giving you when he gave up the car he started adding weight so we used to use the car then to, we did all manners of things, we sell, sold lanterns, electric lanterns, did this, get some money, then we look for something else to do. Um, this is happening, we put our heads, you know, we're just getting by. I was living in Aguda then. Then of course, got married and I told you what happened before we got married. Got a job, then lost the job, nothing was happening. And this one was a bit for an extended period, but then we had our first daughter. My wife was working in the bank then, or was Hanover, a mortgage house, and she managed to buy a car which we were using, a Toyota Carina, red. I can't forget that car. So because she was babysitting our first daughter, I used to go out. Remember, no much money, so I must go out. I must bring money in anyhow. So I would go out, hustle, 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 come back, empty
0: pockets.
3: Thank God my wife did breastfeeding for one year or else we would have been been in trouble. (laughs) So this had happened for a long time. And one day, I was driving on third mainland I had I just had to leave the house in the morning to give her hope she couldn't be in the house I would be in the house no money was coming in and I would just be gisting I didn't want her one day to say what kind of a man are you so I just entered the car I just drove this particular day I was on third mainland bridge driving when I just asked myself so where are you going to now I had no answer, so I just parked. You know that place, that ambulance? Yes. Uh, uh, That Yaba intersection? I just parked there, and I started wailing. I almost want to cry now. I just started crying. I cried my heart out to God. And I finished, I went to the end of Thelmurina Bridge and I went back home. I went back home, but I felt satisfied. My wife did not ask me where you went to, what happened. And the next day, I got a message that they are doing due diligence of a bank, assurance bank. Would you want to be a part of it? At that time, I was looking for a job. I was tired of hustling and I wanted a job. And this message came, I looked at it, I said, This is not what I want. I didn't understand the scope of the job. What is due diligence? What is that? You know, you go. They pay you contract and all that. That really wasn't what I wanted. So I turned to the guy and said, I will get back to you. I said that with the intention of not really getting back. I can't remember if it was my wife or somebody who said to me, later, this thing that they asked you, won't you give it a thought? There's nothing you are doing now. Why don't you just just go and find out what it's all about? So reluctantly, reluctantly, I contacted the person. How I many of you know there's a, a gentleman that came here to take the men during the men's fellowship? Mr. Billy Odum. It was his company then. He was working with a company called BGL. So I got to him and I said, that was how we became friends. I said to him, okay, let me do it. Let me do it for whatever it's worth. To cut the long story short, to cut the long story short, that was the job that gave me my first car. For anybody who is trying and things don't seem to be working out, the greatest disservice you can do to yourself is to stop trying. Keep on trying. Keep on trying. Keep on trying. One day God will come through for you. What the devil wants you to do is to give up. And giving up leads you to so many other things. When you give up, you isolate yourself. You cut yourself off from people who can help you. And when that happens, what happens? Depression sets in. When depression sets in, hopelessness comes. And that is why you see some people sometimes, they go to the Tegman Lamb Bridge and they jump into it because they feel that life holds no hope for them. Keep on trying. There's nobody. You see, the people who we consider the greatest successes in life, I'm sure their story, the story of the failures they went through, is more than those who are not up to them. God never gives up on us. We are the ones who give up on ourselves. For as long as you have life, there is hope. Keep on trying. One day, God will come through for you. Through unexpected quarters, God will come through. That was my story. I'm sure that's the story of so many other people who are seated here who are not sitting on the hot seat this morning.
2: Uh, I'm sure we are inspired by, by pastors and uh, Mommy Jay's story. If we should continue, <clears throat> we will not leave here. But I will leave it till another few weeks when we will pick it up again. Because we have quite a, long, a number of things to do. So but before they go, I want us to please rise on our feet. It's not an easy journey. And I just want us to pray for Pastor and for Mommy Jay. That God will give them the strength to carry on. That God will give them the ability to do the work and not fail. Leading people, pastoring a flock is one of the greatest responsibility that God has given unto people. So please, from the depth of your heart, please pray for them. That they will not fail on this journey. That they will excel. So another 12 years if they are still here in this parish. will be giving glory to god that there will be signs and wonders that god will have performed through them that there will be mighty testimonies in the lives of all of us seated here for their children that they will not weep over them that for their businesses that they will succeed exceedingly that every time we think about them every time we hear anything about them it will be good that in the kingdom of god that they will be there as well And I know that their own prayer is for us to also make the kingdom of God. So let's pray that they will succeed exceedingly. That they will excel beyond measure. That where themselves, where they do not think that they will get to, that they will go far. They will go beyond it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Please. Put your hands together, celebrate our pastor and our mommy. Thank you, sir. you may please have our seats. We're going to continue the service. Pastor will come up shortly.
3: Your faithfulness to us all. According to your word, we are not deserving even of the least of your mercies. But Lord God, you have shown us mercies. Your word says that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. We thank you, Lord, because you have stood by all of us. If we have lost anything or if we have lost even anyone, of the Lord's mercies that we have not lost everything. So, Lord, we thank you. Regardless of wherever we have found ourselves, we can say, Your mercies have been upon us. Thank you for being such a gracious, such a good, such a merciful God to us. Blessed be your name, O God. Have your way in our midst, O God. Open our hearts to receive of you. And let your name be glorified. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let me just, quick, please be seated in God's wonderful presence. Let me just say this to encourage, and I hope you take it in, in good faith. I should have said that when he asked me that last question. Because I think it's all about encouragement. You know, when you say people who have reached the point of wanting to give up and all that. The journey has been rough for us. Had been rough. When we had our first daughter, people came to visit. My, my eldest sister and her family We were so broke that there was absolutely nothing in the home. And my little niece, who was then about maybe five years old, I can't remember, turned to the mommy after they had stayed so long. Mommy, uncle is not even offering us coke. We didn't offer coke, not because we didn't want to. We just could not afford it. Buying pampers, doing all of those things was a challenge. We were staying in the back flat a BQ-like flat of the house we were staying in the solar den. Then when I go to church to kneel down in front of people and pray, I wasn't able to do it. You know why? There were holes at the soles of my shoes. Today I love shoes so much. You know why? Because when I think of that time, I say a thousand shoes is not enough. These shoes, I would I pepper them. But why am I saying this as an encouragement? Then it looked like life was so bleak. But look at us today. I say to people, I'm not a rich person. But there's nothing rich people enjoy that God has not brought my way. Is it cars? I ride cars I did not use my money to buy. My first daughter had a scholarship to study in the U.S. 100% scholarship. 100. And when she went, we said, good, Lord, you have done it, but can you do it for these other two ones? Is it possible? Can one be lucky twice? As they say, can you be twice lucky? God did it for the second one. God did it for the third one. Please trust me when I tell you When I tell you that God does unimaginable things in the lives of people, if you trust him. I'm not saying that it happened for me because I trust God so much. No, I've had my moments of doubt. But sometimes God overlooks those things and just decides to bless you. And your case is not different. Those things you think are impossible. Those things. Just sometimes lay it on the altar. And God will surprise you. And I'm sure God will surprise you all. As many as are looking up to Him in the mighty name of Jesus. I just said that by way of encouragement. Okay. Uh, you might look at me and say, Oh, Pastor, he's prayer warrior. Nalayo. Yes, I pray. So that I don't discourage you from praying, I pray. But I don't pray and angels begin to fly in the room. It doesn't happen that way. I just converse with God, I talk to Him. Sometimes I get up from that prayer closet wondering did the prayer go beyond the roof? Understanding is making me now understand that as I pray, I rise up from there with expectation in my heart. Is the victory principle. He cost the victory. And the next day, the disciple said, Ah, uh-uh, look at what you cost. What was his response? The response was like, What did you expect? Of course, it should wither. That is the attitude we should have towards prayer. You pray, rise up with a heart of expectation, and God will meet you at the point of your needs. Amen. Amen. You will testify in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, it's important that we do this this morning. Our fast started yesterday. And I just thought that today would be a perfect opportunity to lay the groundwork for where we are going, at least for this first one week. The theme of our fast in this month of November, in this year, 2022, is titled On Eagle's Wings. On Eagle's Wings. And we drew that from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Isaiah, chapter 40, from verse 28, but particularly verse 31. So let me read through very quickly, because I need you to follow me. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. We read it through to verse 31. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they... That wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And this is where it goes. And they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. But those, the message translation puts it this way, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength they spread their wings and soar like eagles eagles soar above their life circumstances they run and don't they don't get tired and they walk and don't lag behind sure there's someone here in need of fresh strength if you are here and you are in need of fresh fresh strength just say hallelujah Amen. One major way we soar like eagles endued with fresh strength is through thanksgiving. I need you to listen to me this morning, please. Is through what? Thanksgiving. So I have titled this message this morning our, first, our theme for November is what? On Eagle's Wings. But this morning soon, I have titled it, On the Wings of Thanksgiving. On the Wings of Thanksgiving. And turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 30. I will read verse 19 and verse 20. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 19 and verse 20. One more time. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 19 and verse 20. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Their children also shall be as aforetime, and their congregation shall be established before me. And I will punish all that oppress them. Brethren, when thanksgiving and praises proceeds from God's people, God will do powerful things. So this scripture in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19 and 20, we want to quickly bring out five things, five things that God does through thanksgiving. Five is the number of what? Grace. Number one, the first thing that God does is that he will multiply us when we thank him. That is what he said. And them, and out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And what? I will multiply them. The first thing God does is that he multiplies people who thank him. He makes them what? Fruitful. Fruitfulness is multiplication. In John chapter 6 verse 11, Jesus took five loaves of bread in a bead to feed a multitude. And what did he do? He thanked God. And the result was what? Multiplication. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, After Anna had endured the shame of barrenness and humiliation from Penina, her co-wife, her co-wife, I don't know how else to explain it, but if you read the Bible you understand what I'm saying, her competitor wife, her rival wife. After she had endured humiliation from her, she eventually gave birth to a son called Samuel. And she brought Samuel before the altar and gave thanks to God. And what did God do? The woman who was barren, God gave her five additional children. Psalm 67, verse 5 to verse 7 reads, Psalm 67, Psalm 67, verse 5 to verse, verse, 5 to verse 7, it reads, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. As the people praised God, the bands of increase was broken. And increase was poured out on the people who praised God who thanked God, who lifted God. Increase will always follow an attitude of praise and thanksgiving. Can I repeat that? Can I repeat that? And I hope somebody is hearing me. This is not just a preaching. Increase, increase will always follow people who have an attitude of praise and thanksgiving. A man of God said recently, he said to preserve, to manage and multiply grace, you must first acknowledge it. Ah, did somebody get that? For you to preserve grace, for you to manage grace, for you to multiply grace, you must first acknowledge it. A lot of people move on to level two without acknowledging what God has done for them in level one. Number two, because we need to move quickly. So what was the first one? People who thank God brings multiplication to them. Number two, still on Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19, it says, I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will also what? Glorify them. And shall not be small. So, apart from multiplying God's people, God will glorify them. Another translation says, I will honor them. Shame and dishonor shall not be your portion if you are a thankful person. Oh, I didn't hear an amen. It's like people are sleeping in church this morning. You didn't hear me. I said, Shame and dishonor can never be your portion if you're a thankful person and i declare over your lives that shame and dishonor will not be your portion in the name of jesus whatever you are going through it will end in praise did you hear me Whatever you are going through, it will end in thanksgiving. When you offer God thanksgiving, regardless of what you are going through, you do yourself some good. In Luke chapter 17, verse 16, we see ten lepers who were healed by Jesus. But one came back to say, thank you. And the Bible was careful to let us know that that one that came back was what? A Samaritan. Samaritans are disregarded and dishonored by Jews. But after Thanksgiving, this man became free from shame and dishonor. You'll be free from shame You'll be free from dishonor. In the name of Jesus. If you want a lifting in life, begin to lift up the lifter. There is only one who lifts. Only one from whom promotion comes. Not from the east, not from the west, not from the south. Promotion comes from who? God. is the lifter. Lift him up and he will lift you. Psalm 33, Psalm 3 verse 3. Psalm 3 verse 3 says. Psalm 3 verse 3. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. If you want a raise, give God some praise. Number three. So number one is what? Thank God he will multiply you. Number two, thank God he will glorify you. He will put honor upon your life. Number three, still on Jeremiah chapter 30, but this time verse 20, it says, their children shall also be as aforetime and their congregation shall be established before me and I will punish all that oppress them so let me take the first part first the New Living Translation puts it like this their children will prosper as they did long ago I will establish them as a nation before me the children of those who are always thankful will be restored to the ways of the lord god establishes them god prospers them now i'm talking to you whether you have a child or you don't have a child i'm speaking into the lives of your born and unborn children when you praise god god establishes your children I pray that your children will serve God better than you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Listen to me this morning. If you feel your child is not conformed to the ways of God, stop complaining. Be thankful. Stop complaining. Change that attitude of complaint to thanksgiving. Listen to me. Some people might say, but my child is a deviant. How can I thank God for that? Listen to me. Stop complaining. Psalm 127 verse 3 says, Children are a heritage from God. A heritage is a gift. Children are gifts from God. Our God is a good God. And it is not in his character to give bad gifts. Mm -mm. The Bible says that every good and every perfect gift is from where? From From above. From God. God does not give bad gifts. If your child is not conformed to God, God is not the reason. So, cooperate with God. Cooperate with God so that you can see the restoration of that child or of those children in the name of Jesus. And how do you cooperate with God? By giving thanks for them. There's this story of this woman that brought her child, her son, to Brother higgin Kenneth higgin So the woman went to Kenneth Hagen and said to him that her son was a wayward son, was a delinquent son, was not focused, was not purpose-driven. The child was a failure, and so on and so forth, that she tried to use to describe this, her son, was an addict, was this and that. So, Brother Hagin said to her, Good, bring your child. So, she brought the child to Brother Hagin. And the mother said, Sorry, Brother Hagin said to her, What would you want to see in this child? And the woman began. She said, I want my child to be God fearing. I want my child to be purpose-driven. I want my child to be a God-lover. I want my child to be a generous giver to the kingdom. I want my child to be successful. I want my child to be focused. And Kenneth Higgins said to her, good, if these are the things that you want from your child, my advice to you beginning from today, change your confession and begin to say these things over your child. And every day the woman woke up My child is successful. My son is focused. My son will be this. My son will be purpose-driven. My son will be a God-lover. My son will be this and that. She began to declare it every day. A day, a week, a month, and even a few years passed. But ultimately, what happened? change came for that son the son became a ceo of a Fortune 500 company the son become became a steward in the church was one of the financiers of the gospel in the church the son became purpose driven stop complaining begin to declare with thanksgiving what you want to see in the life of your children She took the advice and things changed. Why? Because God says he will establish the children of those who are thanksgivers. Number four. Still talking on Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 20 and the benefits of thanksgiving. It says their congregation shall be established before me and I will punish all that oppress them. The congregation or assembly of God's people will be established before God. Psalm 107, verse 15 and 16 reads, Psalm 107, verse 15 and 16, it reads, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Brethren, a congregation that practices thanksgiving can never experience lack. Can never experience imprisonment and they will never diminish. You know what imprisonment is? Imprisonment is lack of freedom to do what you want to do. You may not be in the four walls of kirikiri but you could be in prison because you are not free if you want to travel to london today can you do so if you want to eat in chinese restaurant today can you do so if there's an item that you see that you like a flat screen television mm, 85 inches This will be good for my sitting room. Can you purchase it? When we are unable to do certain things that we love to do and we are unable to do it, we are in prison. Because what the prison does, it restricts your freedom. I prophesy to Fountain of Living Waters Parish you will only see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You will never diminish in the mighty name of Jesus. The high praise of God will be in your mouths in the mighty name of Jesus. Why? Because a congregation that thanks and praises never diminishes. Beginning from today and more importantly this one week don't see people thanking God. We have a prayer platform and meeting every evening for these 21 days. For these 21 days where we come together to pray for 30-35 minutes. Don't be a spectator. Don't be indifferent. Click and join and be a part of it. If we are present in church, don't put your hands in your pocket and be looking around. Be an active participant. We are not praying today because Sundays are the only free days. Because we are going to pray after this one. We are going to thank God. Okay? So we would have fulfilled that for today. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 6 to 635 P.M. We are all praying for this one week. It is a prayer of thanksgiving because you are seeing the you are seeing the power of thanksgiving now, aren't you? And number five, lastly, it says, "And I will punish all who oppress them." God will punish all who oppress thanksgivers. God will punish all who oppress praise givers so provided you are a thanks giver god will oppress your enemies god will punish your enemies in acts chapter 16 verse 25 and verse 26 paul and silas despite the unpleasant and and the oppressive situation that they found themselves The situation that they were confronted with. What did they do? They praised. They praised. But because God had promised to punish all who oppressed thanksgivers and praisegivers. What happened? The doors of the prison flung open. Their chains were cut in sunder. And were broken. Listen to Psalm 107. Which we read earlier. Psalm 107, verse 15 and 16. He says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Okay, let, oh, there's no time to go into that. The psalmist says, Oh, that, oh, I wish that men will come to the understanding that they should praise God. Oh, that men would, would praise the Lord for his what? Goodness and for his wonderful works. To what? to the children of men. For he has done what? He has broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Do you see the consistency of God in scripture? Praise him! The gates of brass will be broken. The bars of iron that are holding you down will be cut in sunder. As we praise... Those doors and chains holding us back will be broken in the name of Jesus. When Michael, David's wife, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 20 to verse 23, when she disdained, when she disparaged David for thanking God for the victory that God gave to him, I'm sure the words she used on her husband, David, were very hurtful. Can you imagine you? You don't realize you're a king. See how you are chipping yourself. Look at how you are dancing like this. Look at how you are doing this. I'm sure they were very hurtful. And we are made to know from scripture that God punished her. God punished her in a way that the Bible records that she was the only one in the Bible who died barren. When she was dishonoring David, she probably forgot that God said he would punish all those who oppress, or all those who hurt thanksgivers. In closing, Psalm 149, verse 6 and verse 7, it says, Psalm 149, verse 6 and verse 7, it says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hands to do what to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people when high praises are in your mouth those praises you know what they do while they are lifting up God they are going to execute vengeance on your enemies on all those who are oppressing you on all those who have said over your life thus far shall you go and no more What is he going to do? He's going to execute vengeance. Has God said it? And will he not do it? Every time is a time to thank and praise God. There's never a time that is unconducive to praise God. When things are not working for you, praise and thank him. When they are working for you, praise and thank him. Because God is faithful to his word. What did I say? God is faithful to his word. Let us come together as a church. We may not have accomplished much. Whether as individuals, whether corporately. Certain things we had hoped to see, we may not have seen them. But one thing is for sure. God. faithful let us thank him let us thank him for the day there's so much to thank God for I said to us and I said it by inspiration even if you have lost anything whether you have lost a loved one whether you have lost something very precious to you there's still something to thank God for you know why because you have not lost everything have you ever come across people who have lost everything? I pray that God will never let you get there. Let us take one week to lay the foundation of our Daniel fast. Let us thank God so that God will do more for us. So that God will do more for us. So that God will do more for us. So more for us. Give. Give thanks to the
0: Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ. يا
3: that you cannot, let me repeat you cannot give thanks to God without first accepting the gift of his love what is the gift of God's love? it's the gift of salvation God gave that freely to us it's a gift he went to the cross to die that you if you acknowledge and accept that sacrifice you will have eternal life you become born again so there's no thank you can thank God without first acknowledging and accepting that so if you are here and you have not accepted that gift of salvation you have not surrendered your life to Jesus for him to be your savior for him to be your master for him to be your lord I just want to make this call quickly before we begin to thank God for you to lift up your hand. I want to pray along with you. If you are here, thank you my brother. You are not born again. You do not know Jesus. You are not sure if you drop dead now whether you make it to heaven. This is for you. I want you to lift up that hand. Something tells me that there is still someone else in this congregation that needs to come to that decision. I beg you Do not walk out of here without taking a decision for Jesus Christ. Because you don't know what the next five minutes of your life will be. You can step out of here and that will be the end. I don't know what the next five minutes of my life will be. I don't know if I will be alive for the next five minutes. I pray that I will be, but I really don't know. Only God knows. So, I want you to make it up. Make it right with God. Because we don't know when God is going to draw the curtain on us. So one more time i want to ask you if you are not certain in your heart that you will make it to heaven if you die now you are the one i'm making this call to just like my brother lift up your hand i want to pray with you thank you my sister i still believe that there's somebody somebody who still needs to take this decision let this opportunity not pass you by jesus said if you deny me before men i also will deny you before my father if you are here you need to make it up you need to make things right with god for the last time lift up your hand so that i can pray with you so i can pray with you one more time lift up that hand so i can pray with you my brother please come to the front my sister come to the front i want to pray with you this is the best decision the miracle of salvation is the greatest miracle the greatest miracle that god gave to humanity come come even if you didn't raise your hand, come forward. Come forward. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, eternal of ages. Lord bless you. Thank you, Father. I just want you to say after me. Father, I thank you. For being God. Say it after me. Father, I thank you for being God. And I thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to come and die for my sins and take me away from destruction and hellfire. Today, with my whole heart, I acknowledge and I and, and I accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. I receive him into my heart and into my life to be my lord and to be my savior thank you lord for the salvation of my soul blessed be your name O god i declare my faith i am born again in jesus name amen lord i lift up these every one of these your children who have stepped forward I join my faith with them, O God. And I say, as they have set their hands on the plow, Lord God, may they never look back in the name of Jesus. When you return, find them. Lord God, begin now, O God, to put them in the paths of the fulfillment of their destinies. May their life bring glory to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, my brothers and my sisters. Very quickly the decision you have made today is the best decision you would ever make in your life because this has to do with life after the life we are living now the bible says what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul but congratulations that you have taken this decision today now the decision is good but don't stop here you must grow just like a baby that is born today what happens? The parents begin to nurture that child so that the child can crawl, can walk, can stand, can run, and become an adult that speaks clearly, eloquently, articulately. Okay? So God wants you to grow. He does not want you, because what you are today, you are like spiritual babies. God wants you to become spiritual adults. So the church has so many things we do to make us grow. We have a new believers class where you will learn the basic things of Christianity that will help you begin to understand God that will teach you to read your Bible every day to talk to God every day why? because I probably don't know your names because I have never interacted with you is that not true? but if I know you more I know your name I talk with you every day what happens? I begin to know you more I begin to understand your habits that is how it is with God the more you talk to God, the more you know him. Okay? So they will teach you all of those things. So I want to encourage you. Somebody will talk to you at the end of the service so that you can make time to grow. Yeah? It's not going to take much of your time, but if you are interested in growing, it will help you to grow. Okay? If you don't have Bibles, let us know. Let the person that will come to talk to you know we will provide Bibles for you, okay? So three things you must do every time. Pray every day. Hmm? Read your Bible every day. And what is the third one? Come to church regularly. If you didn't come to church today, this would not happen. Would it? So there are so many things that God has in store for you by coming to church. Come to church regularly. God bless you. God increase you. God carry you. In the name of Jesus. You can go back to your seats. Can we clap? Can we clap resoundingly for these wonderful people? hallelujah so I want us to begin by giving thanks to God for all our children begin to thank God see this is not for those who only have children you are thanking God for your children unborn because soon they will come and these prayers will alight upon them so give thanks to God for all our children thank him thank him thank him let us give thanks for they will be God fearing that is why we are thanking God they will be God fearing They will be purpose-driven. Thank God for your children. Your children shall be purpose-driven. Lord, I thank you. My children shall be purpose-driven. I thank you. They shall be successful. Lord God, whatever success means, Lord God, by your own definition of success, my children shall be successful. Father, in the name of Jesus, that is why I bless you. That is why I bless you. My children shall be blessings to your kingdom. My children shall be blessings to your kingdom. They shall be blessings to their generation, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. There shall be blessings to their parents. They shall be blessings to their parents, they shall be blessings to their loved ones in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, O God, thank you lord for you will give us children that will fill the land that will occupy till jesus comes in the name of jesus our children will be gifts from god in the name of jesus there will be gifts from god in the name of jesus your word says that they are a heritage my children will be children ordained for greatness. I thank you because you have ordained them for greatness in the name of Jesus. Yes, my children are ordained for greatness. My children shall be taught of the Lord. They shall be taught of the Lord. Lord, my children, our children shall be restored to the ancient paths in the name of Jesus they shall be for signs they shall be for wonders in the name of Jesus they shall be children who have understanding of the times like the songs of Issachar They are children who know what their nation will do in the name of Jesus. They know what their nation ought to do in the mighty name of Jesus. Our children shall be the head. They shall not be the tail. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord for our children. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, blessed be your name, for giving us a godly heritage. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you glory. And so shall it be. In Jesus' name we pray. We want to give thanks to God for the church. I want you to lift up your voice and begin to thank God for Fountain of Living Waters Parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God thank God for your church, thank God for this church, thank God for Fountain of Living Waters, Lord we bless you, Lord we thank you, Lord we give you praise, thank you O oh Lord because you have planted also God in an assembly, in an assembly we give you praise. We thank you O oh Lord for our church being a light in the world of darkness in the name of Jesus yes we declare by faith our church is a light in the world of darkness in the name of jesus thank you O lord for our church being a place of hope in the name of jesus thank you for our church being a gateway to heaven in the name of jesus Thank God, oh God, for making your church, for making this church a freedom arena. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, O God, for fountain of living waters, a ground and a pillar of truth. In the name of Jesus randos kende oh lord god thank you oh god for this church being a place of comfort a place of counsel in the name of jesus oh a place where our needs are supplied according to your riches in glory by christ jesus thank you for making our church a solution ground we thank you oh god a place of godly relationships Lord, we bless you. Thank you, Father Lord. And so shall it be. In Jesus' name we pray. The word of God says, let the high praises of God be in your mouth. Why? So that you can do what? Execute vengeance. I want us, this is the last one we take today. I want us to pray against all forces that are assigned to hurt and to oppress you. Did you hear me? Every force that has been assigned to hurt you or to oppress you. To hurt you or to oppress your children. Born or unborn. Your loved ones. Every force that has been assigned to hurt you and to oppress you. I want you to lift up your voices. say Lord punish them punish them in the name of Jesus punish them in the name of Jesus every force that is determined determined to choke to stifle the praise and the thanksgiving of God from your mouth I want you to ask God to punish them every force That has been assigned i repeat to choke to stifle to take away your praise to take away your thanksgiving let god punish them the forces of failure lord punish them the forces of poverty lord god punish them the forces of sorrow the forces of sickness the forces of disease lord punish them punish them every force of confusion God punish them in the name of Jesus. Every power of darkness, the forces of ignorance, Lord punish them in the name of Jesus. Every weeping, every tears, Lord punish them in the name of Jesus. Lord, do to all of these forces what you have said. Arise, O God. Arise and punish every force, every force of poverty in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of Michael that is rising up, rising against me and the church. Lord God, punish them in the name of Jesus. Arise and punish them. Father, we thank you. Lord we bless you. Lord we give you glory. And so shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus Christ Lord we thank you for your gifts of children to us we thank you Lord because they will fill the land they will be first and not the last they will be the head and not the tail every one of the children that you have given to us we thank you, God, because they will fulfill destiny. Amen. They will be God-lovers. They will be kingdom supporters. Amen. They will serve you better than us. Amen. It shall be well with them. Amen. All round in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Everlasting Father, we have come to thank you for your graciousness, your faithfulness, your love, your kindness, your mercies that you bestowed upon the church. We thank you for Fountain of Living Waters Parish and every other church represented here today. Thank you, Father, because you have made this place a place of comfort a place of counsel a place of godly relationships thank you because this church is a gateway to heaven is a ground and a pillar for truth we thank you lord for making this church a freedom arena lord we bless you thank you because we know you supply our needs according to your riches in glory by christ jesus we thank you because we know it is well with us our lord all forces that have been assigned to choke our thanksgiving to stifle our praise this morning according to your word punish them execute vengeance on them In the name of Jesus. We mean the forces of poverty. The forces of lack. The forces of barrenness and unfruitfulness. The forces of failure. The forces of sorrow. The forces of darkness. Weeping. The forces of ignorance. Lord God execute vengeance on them. Every spirit of Michael... That is rearing its head in this church. Lord God punish them. Nothing will choke our thanksgiving. The cares of life will not choke our thanksgiving. Your high praises will be in our mouth. And your name will be glorified. Father we thank you. For this week and the rest of the Daniel fast, carry us. As that song goes, carry us, they go. Lord will bless you. To you be all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we are thanked. Hallelujah.